Good morning, Southridge. How are we doing today? All right, that was pretty weak, all right? Man, my rich kids can do a lot better than that. Southridge, how are we doing today? There it is. Awesome. I'm glad you all are here. I'm pumped. I'm excited for what God has in store. The Jason Bourne series is probably one of my favorite movies to ever watch, ever. It's right up there with uh, Mission Impossible, but Jason Bourne is definitely my favorite, one of my favorite movies to watch, and I'm really excited to see what God has in store for us today. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Man, are, no, are you guys ready? That's what I want to know. Are you guys ready? All right, I'm ready. I'm pumped, and I'm also pumped we're getting a baptism, so it can't get much better. Jason Bourne and baptism, it can't get much better than that. I'm excited for what God has in store today. Touch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Oh, come on. Say, neighbor. I'm ready to go on a journey. All right, now touch your other neighbor. Touch your other neighbor. Hey, say, neighbor. I'm ready to go on a journey. All right, now touch your neighbor behind you. You say, hey, if I start falling asleep... Wake me up, all right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, I'm excited for what God has uh, for us today. I have a question for each and every one of you in this room uh, tonight, today. Have any of you guys ever felt insecure? Anybody? I know I've, I've, I've felt insecure. Have, have any, has any of you guys ever felt Lost? I've felt lost a few times. When I don't have my GPS, I get lost quite a, quite a bit. Have any of you guys ever felt that change isn't good? That, hey, I'm, I, I don't want things to change. It's got to stay exactly where it is. Have any of you guys ever felt that you've lost your identity? Maybe. You don't have to raise your hand. It's okay. We can self-reflect on this question. But the story of Jason Bourne is a story of a character who was on a journey. And each and every one of us in this room, whether you realize it or not, is on a journey. We're on a journey. We're on a journey called life. And Jason Bourne was on a journey called discovery. And there's a story in the Bible of a character who was on a journey. And many times in our lives, we tend to think, we tend to move towards that journey of Hollywood. Is what I'm doing working? Am I cool enough to fit that Hollywood mode? We're, we're trying to discover who we are and what we stand for. What do people see in me? What do people think about me? That is a journey that we think about each and every day, whether you realize it or not. But today, I really want to, to grasp the concept that we are on a journey, and that journey is a journey of discovery. The, where I'm going to begin reading in uh, Luke is a parable. And in that parable, but before we begin that parable... Jesus, in Luke chapter 11, verse number 14, he was beginning to start his ministry. And as he was starting his ministry, he was beginning to do these miracles and these wonderful things along the way, along his life. 
In Luke chapter number 11, verse number 14, he was casting out demons. In Luke chapter number 11, verse number 29, Jesus calls the generation evil. He says, hey, it's an evil generation. It needs to repent. In Luke chapter number 33, he claims that he is light. In Luke chapter number 11, verse 37, he calls out the Pharisees and the lawyers. In Luke chapter number 20, verse number 13, he says, hey, riches will ruin you. In Luke chapter number 12, or in uh, 13, verse 22, he says, do not be afraid. In Luke chapter number 13 through 35, he says, hey, be ready. You're saying, John, why did you just tell me everything that you just said really, 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 really fast? What I'm doing right now is I'm trying to lay a foundation for us to understand what Jesus is doing because prior to everything that he just did, he is about to do something even more amazing. He's about to do something even more miraculous. He's about to start his ministry and he's about to share a parable that I think is very practical to our lives. And that parable is a parable of self-discovery. That parable is a, a parable of my identity. Who am I? What do I stand for? What do I believe? Why do am I placed on this earth? And I think in this room today, We can find some spiritual truths in God's word. We can find some spiritual application in God's word so that we can apply it to our lives, so that we can look at the scriptures and say, hey, these are the things that matter. But before we do that, let's go ahead and pray real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, we just praise you and thank you for today, God. Lord, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for being a God who loves us and who wants to have a relationship with us. Lord, we pray for Pastor Micaiah and Miss Jane as they're on their vacation. We pray you give them safety. We thank you. I thank you that I have the opportunity to share God's word. And I pray that each and every one of us, all of my friends in this room today, would really glean some spiritual truths today for their daily life. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. All right, if you open up your Bible to Luke chapter number 15. Luke chapter number 15. I'm going to begin reading in Luke chapter number 15, verse number 11. And the Bible says this, verse number 11. Jesus continued. There was a man. So he's continuing everything that he did prior to right now. So he's continuing what he did. He was casting out demons. He was calling generations evil. He was telling the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the lawyers all these things. So he's continuing on everything he just did now. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided property between them next slide not long after that the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country there country and there he squandered his wealth and wild living and after he had spent everything there was a severe famine in the land around the whole country and he began to be in need so he went and hired himself out to a, a citizen of the country who set him to his fields to feed the pigs he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating but no one would give him anything when he came to his senses he said how many 
of my father's hired servants have food to spare. And how am I staying? Uh, how am I starving to death? I will not go. Uh, I will go. Uh, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his sons, threw his arms around him and kissed him. There, uh, the son said to him, Father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, like hurry up, quick. Come on, somebody, anybody listening? Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattest calf. Man, that's what I'm talking about, fattest calf. Let's go. Bring the fattest calf and kill it and let his feast and, and, let, and let, let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found. So he began to celebrate. Meanwhile, and you're like, man, this is a long story. Hey, it, it, it's getting there. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called out one of his servants and asked him, what was going on? Man, did I miss something? I'm working here. And all of a sudden, I just hear some like, do, 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 do. No, he asked him, he's like, what is going on? Your brother has come home, he replied, and your father has killed the fattest calf because uh, he has him back and safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a story. Oh, I thought we were done. But, But he answered, Father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me anything uh, as a young, a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours who squandered your property with uh, prostitutes and came home, you killed the fattest calf for him. My son, the father said. He's saying, hey, listen up, bucko. I'm about to tell you something. You better listen. He's saying, my son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because the brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. Ladies and gentlemen, the story that we read just now is a story about discovery, is a story about a journey. And I'm afraid many of us are like the two brothers. Let me tell you, I'm going to break it up for you real simple. This parable is broken up into two parts. Two parts. Part number one is the part about the son who decides, hey, I'm going to take my inheritance right now, and I'm going to live the life I want to live. Part number two is about another son who says, hey, I'm going to listen, I'm going to obey, I'm going to do everything you want me to do, and I'm not going to complain 
But then he complains. You see, the second part was a work. He was working for his father. He was trying to do the best he could do because he deserved it because he's a hard worker. But you see, both sons are guilty. One son said, hey, I deserve it now. And one other son said, hey, I worked for you forever. I'm faithful. I'm loyal. I'm there until the very end. But you see, they're both wrong in their thinking. They're both thinking, hey, I deserve it because I worked hard. Hey, I deserve it because I I was there for you and I didn't leave. Hey, I deserve it because I'm the younger son and I was with you and I deserve my inheritance now. And I'm afraid many of us are in this room right now on this road to discovery, on this road of trying to find who we are. And we think we deserve things. And we think that, hey, I deserve all the riches. I deserve all the glory. I deserve all the praise. And we're wrong in our thinking today. But here, right now, God is saying, I want to share a truth with you. I want to encourage you. I want to uplift you. And so today, I want each and every one of us point to yourself and say, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready for that truth. I'm ready for that word. Say, hey, I'm ready to listen to God because God's going to speak. God's saying, hey, here is this truth. Here is this truth. Truth number one that we are going to take is this, the road to, to self discovery. The road to self-discovery. We find that the first son, the first son in the story says, hey, I want to do my thing. It's all about myself. So he goes to his father and says, father, I'm ready for my riches. I'm ready for my inheritance. I'm ready to put what, that circumstance because I am ready. So he goes to his dad and, and he asks him. And he says, give me my inheritance. Give it to me. It's mine. I deserve it. I worked for it. I'm the younger son. And he's taken that circumstance and he's taken that self-discovery of who he is and he's trying to control it. And I feel many of us in this room, we're just taking this circumstance and we're saying, hey, I'm going to take this self and I'm just going to control it. And I don't care what anyone thinks and I don't care about God's plan. I don't care what God has for me and I'm just going to control it myself. So he takes it. He takes that wealth. He takes that fame. He takes that money and he lives it up. How do you think the father felt? Seriously. Do you think he's like, man, I'm just so proud of my boy. My boy is just so awesome. He just decided he was going to go do his thing. And I'm just, I'm so proud of him. No, 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 church. The father was heartbroken on what the son was doing. But he said, you know what? Sometimes we just think we can do things on our own. Sometimes we just think we can control these circumstances. Sometimes we're just like, hey, I got it. And the father said, hey, you know what? I'm going to let you discover it. I'm going to let you figure it out on your own. And maybe you're in that circumstance right now. And God's saying, hey, I have a plan for you. I have something I want to do for you. And you're just like, no, I'm ready for my inheritance. Lord, I'm ready for my blessings. Lord, I'm ready to, to trust you and to obey you. Lord, I'm just ready for you to pour down your blessings. Give it to me now. Bring your kingdom to me now. And God's saying, hey, wait for me. Wait for me. Wait for me. He's saying, hey, slow down. The road to self-discovery. Are you on that road today?
Are you on that, hey, I don't know who I am. I'm just ready to take my inheritance. I'm just ready to, to, to do what I got to do to please myself. I find myself so many times in my personal life just saying, hey, I got to control these circumstances. Hey, I got to figure out my bills. Hey, I got to figure out my, my life. Hey, I'm not married. I just got to, I want to get married. I'm 23. I'm, all my friends I went to college with, they're all engaged and ready. And I'm just trying to like control this self. And God's just saying, hey, slow down. Wait for me. The father's saying, hey, you want to do it? Let's see what happens. You see, he lived a selfish life. He partied. He had a good old time. He spent all of his money and he lived it up. He had friends. He had popularity. He had everything you would think you would want that it would bring you your inheritance. But you see, the road to self-discovery is completely and totally wrong. You know why? Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter number six, verse 33, it says, seek ye first. It means, hey, seek God first. The first son was not seeking God. The first son was not thinking about his father and what his father had a plan for him. And maybe we're like that. We're not thinking about what God's plan is for our lives because we want to discover our destiny. We want to discover our plan, our mold. And God's saying, hey, seek me first. That's what he missed. Seek me first. The Bible also says this. It says, commit works unto the Lord. Commit works unto the Lord. And meaning, hey, work for the Lord. The second son missed that. He wasn't working for his father. The second son was working for his inheritance, just like the first son. Because if the second son was working for the Lord, if he was working for the father for the right motives, he wouldn't have been upset. He wouldn't have been discouraged. He wouldn't have gone all crazy when his brother came back. He had the wrong motives. And the Bible says, hey, work for the Lord. The Bible also says this. It says, hey, he must increase. I must decrease. They missed that completely. Hey, my motives, my road to self-discovery does not matter. Jesus matters. What part of the road are you on today? Are you on that road of self? You see, that son, the first son, completely missed everything his father was trying to teach him. The road to self leads to a lost perception of value. Meaning, hey, his inheritance that he received, he lost that value and the importance of, hey, hard-earned money. He said, hey, I'm just going to spend it all. I don't, I don't care. And he had no value to it. No value in work. No value in time. No value in attitude. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the land around the whole country. And he began to be in need. So he went out and hired himself He's always like, hey, you know what? I'm hungry. I got to find a job. He went out and hired himself to get a job. And after he spent all of his money, after he spent all of his inheritance, he goes and he says, I need to get a job. I need to work because I had no perception of money. I had no perception of value. I, I got my inheritance and I blew it. But now I need to eat because what's important is your stomach, man. You, when you start getting hungry, you're just like, man, hey, I don't care if I don't have an iPhone. I don't care if I don't have like all this nice car. I'm hungry. And he's like, hey, I've spent everything that I thought was important. I had all these friends and all this influence and all this money. But what really matters is that I'm hungry. So he goes out and he goes out to find work and he finds work in the nastiest part of town. You're like, what do you mean the nastiest part of town? You weren't there. How do you know? I mean, because he's literally living with the pigs. He's just like, 
living with the pigs, working with the pigs, sleeping with the pigs. I don't know if you've ever been around pigs, but I grew up in a, uh, I grew up about 45 minutes in the mountains of Fresno. We had 300 acres of school land that we were able to like, 10, I was part of the, F, the F, FFA, Future Farmers of America program in high school. We had 300 acres of land and going there was just that one nasty pig. It stinks and it's just like hairy and it's gross. And hey, we maintain them pretty well. But back in the Bible times, they didn't really have what we have now. So he finds himself in this nasty part of town with this pig. And he says, man, all those, all those times, I, all, all those friends I made when I was spending my money, all that, all that money I spent, where are my friends now? All that food I ate, all that lavish living I lived, where, where, where is that now? And he's literally sleeping inside with the pigs. And he's like, what am I doing? And maybe that's you today. You're saying, hey, I'm on this road of self-discovery and maybe you're at rock's bottom. You're at the very bottom part of your life and you're just looking around and you're just looking for something to grab and there's nothing. And you're just like, what am I doing with my life? I've lived everything. I lived it up. But I come to realize that it's empty and it's vain and it doesn't matter. And the son's saying, hey, it doesn't matter. And maybe that's you on this road of discovery of your identity. You're saying, I lived it up. I partied. I had a good time. I lived for myself, but it doesn't matter. So the son comes to a realization. It's this. The proclamation of realization is point number two. The proclamation of realization. He realizes that his life that he was living was pointless, was meaningless. He's like, hey, what am I doing So he came to an idea. And maybe that idea, that very grasp of an idea that he's thinking is something that you need to think about right now. And that proclamation of realization is this, hey, hey, my father, my father's hired servants who, man, who, man, they got it hard. They got it rough, but they're, they're eating better than I'm eating. They're, they're, they're living better than, than, than I'm living. So he comes to this realization. Hey, I need to, I need to, 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 to change. I need to, I need to readjust. I need to refocus. I need to, to realign my thinking. Because I already spent my entire inheritance in however long it was. And now I'm literally sleeping with the pigs and living a nasty life and I'm starving. And my father, man, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Why am I doing this? I got to ask my dad to forgive me. I got to ask my dad to, 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 to love me. I got to, man, I got to readjust. And maybe that's you today. You're saying, hey, I'm at my wit's end of everything that matters. I'm just grasping for some air. And you're just sitting here right now and you're saying, hey, you know what? I got to get some things fixed in my life. I got to ask some people to forgive me. I got I to gotta, I gotta think about Jesus, God first. I got I to gotta, gotta focus on him. 
So you know what he does? He says, I'm tired of not eating. I'm tired of my life and how my life caused me to do all these things. And I'm going to run to my father. So you know what he does? He goes to his father and he says, daddy, 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 I am so sorry. You see, he admitted that he was wrong. And maybe that's where you need to be today. You're on that road of self-discovery. You need to admit that you're wrong and say, Daddy, Mommy, I'm wrong. I don't, what I did was messed up. And the father says, you are forgiven and you are forgotten. You are forgiven and you are forgotten. It doesn't matter what you did in the past. It doesn't matter that you spent all your inheritance. He says, I love you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to guide you. I want to help you. So his father says, hey, you don't have to be like a servant. You're my son. And Jesus is in here today. And he's saying, hey, you are forgiven if you don't know me. Hey, you are loved if you don't know you are loved. Hey, you can readjust your life. Hey, you can focus on me because you are forgiven so guess what he gets forgiven and it gets forgotten everything that he did and everything that he lived and after that doesn't stop there because he's forgiven and he's forgotten and it just he gets everything right with his father but then guess what the story doesn't end there there's a second brother And that second brother begins to get angry and begins to get upset and begins to get all confused. Why is it that the son who did everything wrong is getting the best of the best? And maybe that's you today. You're saying, hey, I've done everything right. I've lived a perfect life. I go to church. I pay my tithe. I do all these wonderful things. And God's not blessing me. And this guy's getting blessed. You see, they were both wrong in their thinking. Because it's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. It's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. Are you doing it with a heart motive? Are you doing it with the right motive? Both sons were wrong. They were confused. And maybe, maybe for you, You need to say, man, I fit in one of those categories. I fit in the son who wants to do whatever he wants to do, or I fit with the son who says, hey, you know what? I'm doing things for the wrong motive. But maybe, just maybe there's somebody in here tonight who needs to know that, hey, God loves you. And God will forgive you no matter what you did 30 minutes ago. No matter what you did last night, God's love will forgive you. That is the right motive from the Father today. That motive is that, hey, he forgave after everything else went wrong. And I want you to know that you are forgiven and you are loved today. Let me ask you a question today. Which son are you? Remember, both sons, being both sons is not a good thing. What you need to know is that you need to be forgiven. But which son are you? Are you the son that says, hey, I'm going to work. And I expect it. Or, hey, I'm going to control my circumstance. Or are you going to be like the father and say, hey, I'm going to forgive. Because God has a plan for you. Point to yourself. Say, God's got a plan for me. God's got a plan for me. God's got a plan for me. You see, 
Here's what we need to do today. Here's what we need to do when we think about this being forgiven. It's this. Maybe you've come to the conclusion that I want my identity to be self. Maybe you've come to the conclusion that I want to return to the Father's arms. Maybe you've come to the conclusion today that God is waiting to forgive you. Maybe you come to the conclusion that you're saying, John, I don't know anything what you're saying about this being forgiven and forgotten because I don't even have an identity in that God that you speak of. I don't have that identity. Forgiven and forgotten. But friends, just like that father was waiting for his son to return, God is waiting for you to return to him. And you're saying, John, I don't know how to do it. How do I return back to Jesus? It's simple. You need to realize that you are loved. You need to realize that, hey, you are cared for, that Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. He has already forgiven you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how you lived as long as you come to that proclamation of realization that Jesus loves you and died for you. You will be saved. And maybe you need that today. Maybe you need to know that today, that God loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. And hey, he is willing to forgive you. And you need to realize that, hey, that road to self is meaningless. That road to, hey, I can get to heaven on my own will get you nowhere. We'll get you nowhere. That road to I can get there on my own will lead you nowhere. You see, the son had to realize that, hey, the father was in control. And God is in control of your life. And God loves you and says, hey, you want to you be forgiven? You want to be forgiven? What you got to do is you got to be like that first son. You got to run to me today. And you got to say, I realize that my sin separates me from you. I realize that my life is, is, doesn't have any meaning except, except for with you. And I realize that there is nothing I can do without you. And you got to run to him today and say, God, I realize I'm a sinner. I realize that there's nothing I can do to, to get to heaven except accept that free gift of salvation because you've already forgiven me. With every head bowed and every eye closed, every head bowed and every eye closed, I got to ask you a question today. Which son are you? Which son are you? Are you trying to control that circumstance? Are you trying to work and say, hey, my good works, man, they're going to get me to heaven? Let me tell you something. They, the both sons were wrong. Or maybe you're that second son or the, the first son and saying, hey, Man, I can get to heaven on my own. I can, I can do it by myself. And maybe, and maybe I'll work it out eventually. And God's saying, no, 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 no. You have it all wrong. He's saying, hey, run to me.
Run to me. Maybe you're in this room today. You're saying, Brother John, as, as you were speaking, as you were sharing God's word, I began to hear a knock on my heart. I began to feel a, feel a, a tug on my heart. I began to feel the Father's love wrap around me. And you're saying, I don't have an identity in Christ. I don't know Jesus. And I want to accept that free gift because I'm forgiven. I am forgiven. If that's you today, and you're saying, I'm ready to accept that free gift of salvation, would you raise your hand, and I'll pray for you. Raise your hand, I'll pray for you. All you have to do with those people with their hands up, keep your hand up. I just want you to know, here's what you got to do. You got to pray this prayer, and this prayer is this, God, I realize I'm a sinner. God, I realize that I can't get there on my own. I realize that my sin separates me from you. And all I have to do is accept that free gift of salvation today. And with that being said, if you prayed that prayer, let me tell you something. You ran to the Father today. You ran to God today. And dear God, we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for those people who are running to you today, who are accepting that free gift of salvation today. God, I pray for the people in this room who are struggling with their identity, who are at the rock's bottom of their life, and they're grasping for some air. God, I pray that today they would come with a proclamation of realization that you love them, and that you are willing to forgive them, because your love is abundant, your love is clear, your love is everlasting, and you you are willing to grab onto them and hold onto them for your rest of our lives. God, help us refocus. Help us realign. Help us to choose you. God, help us to run to you. God, we are so weary. We're so confused. We're so distracted by the things of this world. And help us to realize that we are forgiven. Lord, I pray for each and every person that raised their hand today. God, I pray that they would feel your love today. God, I pray for the, each and every person who came to that realization today that their life, that they're living does not matter and that all that matters is you and the love that you can give them. God, I pray you would forgive us. I pray you would help us. I pray you would mold us and make us into that perfect image of you, God. Lord, help us this week because we know that the devil's going to fight. We know that temptations are going to come. We know that circumstances are going to come. We know we're going to get discouraged. We're going to get upset. We're going we're gonna to just what am I doing? We're going to have an identity crisis. But I pray tonight for each and every person in this room who raised their hand, whether they're the first son or the second son, that they would both come to this conclusion that the Father loves them and that your love is sustaining and that your love is forever and your love is abiding and that they are forgiven no matter if they went partying last night, no matter if they went drinking last night, no matter if they're living a sinful lifestyle last night. It's not about that. It's about being forgiven. I pray you would forgive us and help us. In Jesus' name, amen.